Welcome to the Shallow Dive on Koheles, the book of Ecclesiastes. Join us as we explore the treasures gathered by King Solomon. I hope you enjoy it. Chapter 10, verse 19. Lishok osim lechem, or rejoicing, a feast is made. Osim is plural, so the feast is made by a, the efforts of many. Viyayin yismach chayim, and wine brings rejoicing to life. The life of the party. Vehakesef yane es hakol. And money, we saw different interpretations of yane, answers all. Is one interpretation. A common interpretation. Yane is like anio, vianisa vamartan, you should, an answering response. Similar to the uh, aphorism money talks as a response, as a, an effective medium of achieving one's goals. Money answers for everything. Somebody wants to make a feast, throw a party, get some fine wine. This all is going to be addressed through the medium of money. That's... that's uh, Component, critical component, doesn't happen without the investiture of resources. An interesting tshuva, well not tshuva, in Messrs. Moshe, which is not the response of Moshe Feinstein, but different stories, a lot of things that are recorded, but not by Rav Moshe's own pen, things that were less formal perhaps. So in Chelet Beis, in the second volume, on page Tav Chavzayin, 427, it says as follows, Omar, Lazarblot, Sheshuv Shal Rabbeinu. This question was posed to Rav Moshe Feinstein. Will there be money in the Messianic era? King Solomon is talking about money, money talks. Will there be money in the Messianic era? The Heishiv Rabbeinu Shekin. Rav Moshe Feinstein answered, yes. There will be money in the Messianic era. Money is not going away. The theoretical, utopian vision of a moneyless society in any of its various forms does not comport with the Jewish vision of the Messianic era. And he brings a proof. The full scope of the Torah will be in effect in the Messianic era. In fact, that would be the defining feature of the Messianic era is the ability to fully fulfill all aspects of the Torah mandate for Jewish people and humanity included in that long list is the mitzvah of Machtes HaShekel. The mitzvah for Jewish 
participation in the communal daily offerings, which are supported by the contribution of a half shekel to the temple service. A half shekel is a currency. It is a coin. And if we wouldn't have money, you couldn't fulfill the mitzvah, the obligation, to give the half shekel to support the temple service. Therefore, if Moshe says, any supposed utopian vision that does away with money is at odds with the messianic vision, which does incorporate the obligation of giving the half shekel, which is, in fact, a currency. So we will have the half shekel coin reinstated because there's a mitzvah. There's an obligation to contribute to that effect for the communal daily offerings. Speaking of the Kate Agula looking forward-looking eschatology, the discussion on the same page over here is brought. Bloch came, he was the rabbi, the chaplain in a hospital. To visit Ramosha Feinstein. And he started speaking about what is transpiring at that time in the land of Israel. At the time, what was the news at the time? Meir Kanan was not successful in his bid to become a member of Knesset, the Israeli parliament. Ramosha gave his analysis. His Meir Kahana has good intentions, noble intentions, for the sake of heaven. He thinks that it is appropriate to take a strong hand against the Arabs in the land of Israel. He, he th- intends for the sake of heaven, but that is what he thinks. Vishirak hukatas meshuga, but he's a little bit crazy. That's what he, he said. He has good intentions, but he's a little bit crazy. And in terms of how to conceptualize where he is on the map, he says to consider him like the mafilim, which were a group of Jews, well-intentioned Jews, in the aftermath of the tragic story of the spies, the scouts that were sent to the land of Israel, came back predominantly with a negative report, and then there was the decree that the nation would have to wait until being allowed to enter the land of Israel. There was a group called the Mafilim that said, no, we were wrong before, we're going, we're going ahead. We're going to charge ahead, and God said that we can do it, we're going to do it. And Moshe said, it will not succeed. And they went, and unfortunately, tragically, were killed. So Moshe Feinstein said that Rav Meir Kahano, he's a very well-intentioned person. He is looking for a noble cause, but just like Mafilim, just like those that in their overture 
to try and do the right thing actually did the wrong thing. They should have accepted the divine decree of exile in that form, to, to be forced to stay out of the land of Israel. If that was the divine decree, they should have accepted it as such. And they sought through force to forge ahead prematurely towards actually the divine will of bringing the Jewish people to the land of Israel. Nonetheless, it was a sin. We see that their sin, the Mafilim, was on the scale of mistakes less than the sins of the congregation of Karach or of the spies. Both of those were more sinful. Mafilim were wrong, they were well intentioned. Not that there were necessarily only bad intentions by either of the other groups. Certainly, you'll find many apologetics presented for Korach and his congregation, as well as the Meraglim, but those are both considered more severe in terms of the, the sinfulness, the, the degree of sinfulness. Mafilim are less so. Anyway, that's, that's what Moshe said. Sadly, he was killed. But uh, Rav Moshe said it was L'shem Shemayim. Well-intentioned. Let's take a look at the next Pasuk. Pasuk Chof. Gam b'madocha. Also, in your in your inner thoughts, even internally, not, not just on display, even also in, in private. Melech al-Tekala, do not curse the king. V'chadre mishkavcha, and in the rooms of where you lie down, al-Tekala al-Asher, do not curse a wealthy person. Ki of hashomayim yolich esako, for the bird of the heavens will send forth the sound, the, the voice, literally, will project this, these curses. You think that they're safe and quiet. That's not actually the reality. Uva'al and a winged creature will say over the matter. Like the saying, a birdie told me. It comes from here. It's not so, so quiet, so private. Be very careful and cautious even in the most so-called secure situations. Let's see the Targum. Af, the Mandach, even in your private inner 
dimensions, in the chambers of your heart, the recesses of your heart, ruminations, Malka lo salut. Do not curse a king. Ve'idron base mishkovech, and in the dwelling of your home, where you where you lie down. Lo salut chakimo. Do not curse the wives. Meaning the rendering of oshir of wealthy. In targum is the wives. Who is wise, apparently, Targum said, who is wealthy, one who is wise, apparently, according to Targum. Arum Raziel Malko, because Raziel, Malacha, the, the angel, the secret of God, Machris, Choyoma Min Shemaya, calls forth and announces every day from the heavens, Al Tur de Kharib on the mountain of Sinai. Umahalech Kale Bukhul Alma and his voice booms across the entire world. It's it seems to be a, a very perplexing series. The fact that you have Raziel Amalach making these announcements at Mount Sinai. What does that have to do? And the fact that it goes forth. What does that have to do with the admonition not to curse, even in private, be it an Asher or a Chacham? Somehow the angel that is in possession of these secrets, that is making announcements, is presenting that which is thought of or spoken of in private, what the implication is, seemingly in connection to the Torah. It's been being announced from Mount Sinai, from Mount Sinai to the whole world. world. It would seem that the whatever the source of ill will is that a person might be considering cursing the Ashir or the Chacham in Tagum, the one who is enriched in his wisdom, that is not merely a private affair, but something that will interfere with a worldwide process. It's not just going to stay with him, but Raziel will will announce and will make the rounds. And similarly, Bedio, Kanorabo, and Elijah the high priest. Ozil Ufarach Avishmaya, Kenishra, More Gapin, Umachve Milin, Demis Avodin, Umachave Milin, Demis Avodin. So Elijah the high priest goes and flies through the, the air of the heaven like an eagle, the master of wing, and will tell over 
the words, the, the matters that are happening, bitimarta, in hiding, in secret, to all of the dwellers of the land. They have two sources, parallel to the two sources in the verse, that will project that which one thought was private and secret, the Of Hashemayim and Baal Knofayim, the bird of the heavens and the master of wing, the winged creature, both Yaged Dovar will share and tell over the matter. In the Targum, that's referring to Raziel Hamalach and Eliyahu Kanorabo. Also known as Elio Novi, came a Malach his, after his ascension. And the words will be shared, even though it was done in secret. It's not actually a secret. Let's see Rashi. Gam b'madoach b'madoacho even in your thoughts without speech. Even. Not only be careful what you say, be careful what you think. Melech al tekalil, a king you shall not curse. Al targiz Do not anger the master of the universe. Don't start up with God. Alternatively, could be speaking in the more simple interpretation of the verse, a king of flesh and blood. Of Hashomayim, the bird of the heavens, the spirit, the soul that was given over to you, within you, Shesofa Lov Al Shomayim. Ultimately, it will ascend and fly up to heaven. Ubal Kinofayim, the winged creature, Malach Amalabalosach, the angel that will accompany you. Kenin Shanamar, Kimaloch of Itzavaloch, as it says in Salem, for his angels he will command concerning you, to escort you. In the simple reading, it sounds like those that come and go. One should be concerned from every creature. Perhaps some people will be listening. And report to others. Literally, be afraid of every being. As my father says, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. 
So Rashi seems to be encouraging a degree of paranoia, not as an illness, of course, but although it may seem highly unlikely, one should consider their words. Who knows? Maybe the word will get back to the parties that it is about, and that might not be such a good idea. Think about that before you speak. Who knows where this utterance will find will find accessibility to parties that you don't want them to hear it. it could go viral. And the first interpretation that Rashi says that it is the spirit that has given into you that will ascend and fly up to heaven. Ki of hashomayim yolich esakol. The interpretation is not an external risk, but really just a consequence of this negativity. Somebody is busy cursing the king or the wealthy, so the bird of the heavens, meaning his own soul, ultimately will ascend and have to bear the judgment and consequences of this impropriety. Why is he focusing on the king or the wealthy or the master of the universe? Often people feel when they are cursing those in power that they are powerless and the impetus of this curse is an expression of their displeasure with their perceived lack of capacity. They're being unable to do what they want to do in light of the powerful all the way up, even to God. The supposed lack of agency is not actually more than a mirage. A person has agency for whatever they are meant to actually choose. There are things that are not within our capacity to choose. Everybody has circumstances that are beyond their ability to make choices about. They are placed into circumstances. You know, maybe you could modify certain circumstances. If you're not a happy fan of gravity, go into a zero-gravity room, change certain things in some ways. But basically, there are things that are out of a person's control, and it's not healthful to dwell on that in a way that builds resentment. If there's a king or a wealthy person that seems to be imposing upon you, and that creates a sense of resentment, 
an urge to curse, I'll take it up to the highest level, God himself. Do not curse, God forbid, even in your inner thoughts. You have the choices, the ability to make all the choices that you are meant to make. God vested within you free will. But free will to do what? Well, that depends on what you actually have. God gave you the free will to choose what he wants you to be able to choose from. Not more and not less. So to focus on what is beyond your purview is, is an errand of folly. And any sense of resentment that builds from that is fundamentally misplaced. And the soul will ultimately have to deal with that consequence. But don't, don't fall prey to that illusion, that mirage, that somehow those in power are infringing upon your ability to choose it doesn't actually reduce your ability to choose what matters for your choices. Let's take a look at the Mitsunas David. Gam de Madoacha, Afilub Machbosacha, even in your thoughts. Al Tekalo Ethamelach, don't curse the king. Velo Tachshob She'ein Miodea, don't think. No one knows, Machbosacha, what your thoughts are. Shehil Shin Oschalif Nemelach. There is certainly the risk that this will make its way back to the king. Somebody may whisper and inform before the king about what is happening. There are plenty of people that might be inclined to curry favor with the king or person in power, by presenting what others are thinking or saying about them. There's no reason to feel confident the word won't get back. Surprisingly, Mr. Dostavid says, even in your own thoughts, meaning, if you're not speaking it out, why would you think that it'll make its way back to the king? You just thought about it. Of course, in today's advanced technologies, we don't have this kasha. We don't have a problem with that. We can certainly understand that the ability to try and decipher what a person is thinking is actually not science fiction. But Mitsudas is saying already that there are other modes of communication that people can pick up on. You don't have to say everything black and white and have it recorded and quoted. Somebody will pick up on a nuance, some relatively subtle body language. That also could make its way back by an informant. Be careful. Uvechadre mishkavcha. Be'echad mechadre mishkavcha. Mokom she'en shamish. One of the rooms where you lie down. A place where nobody's there. Oshir, the wealthy. Apirov, moshlo yad ha'oshir, lasus ra elam kalaloch. 
most of the time, a wealthy person has the power to commit evil and harm the one who accurses him. Wealth and power often go together. And if somebody feels that they have been wronged and they are in power or they are wealthy and therefore have a degree of power, this could come back to bite a person. Ki of hashomayim rotzolomar chish maher yeh nodalo. The idea presented here is that very quickly this can be relayed. Ki ilu of hashomayim holy halav as kolaklal as though a bird of the heavens sent the message of the curse. Va'af im kol machshava even if he just cursed him in his thoughts. Somebody will pick up on it with the slightest of hints and relay it. He doesn't have to utter the curse for there to be a perception that he's thinking about the curse. He would like to curse. And that itself could be relayed. Baal, Knofayim, the winged creature, who of Hashemayim, that is, the bird of the heavens. This is a repetition of the matter in different words. It's poetic. Targum says we're talking about Raziel Hamalach and Elio Kanarabo. It sort of says it's really the same idea, just in a repetitive manner, different words to convey the idea, but not fundamentally something else. Yagid Dovar, Rotolomad Dvaraklo. Which matter are we being warned to be concerned about? The matter of the curse. The curse that was just thought, the curse that was said in private. That can be swiftly reported to those in power who can cause potentially harmful retribution. Let's see this far now. Gam emadoacha melech al tekalel also in your inner thoughts do not curse the king. The gam im tedazos and also, if you know this, Altoi is the Kalal Samalach. The Svarna is helping explain the continuity to the previous verse and series of verses that we're focusing on mismanagement of the government. Even if you know this, do not be brazen to curse the king. Because the injustice that is mentioned is against his will. What we saw in the previous verse, the Svona rendered that, government is rife with corruption, bribery, 
this will cause a degradation of the entire society. Nonetheless, that is not what the king wants. And even if he's inept, but he doesn't want the destruction of his society. And the kingdom, the form of governance that we experience on earth is a reflection to a degree of the divine kingship. Yesh tzadikim, ashomim, ashochen marum, hasarim There are the righteous who listen to, accept the one who dwells in the heavens and the heights, and there are the wicked who turn away from his path. So just as we have the sovereign of the universe, and he gives choice, free will to humanity. Some choose to be righteous and follow the divine path. Some choose to reject it and pursue wickedness. But don't curse the Creator, God forbid. You can have suffering, evil, that is not a reflection of the will of the King or of God. By means of traversing in the air, will send forth, and the voice will arrive at, the ears of some hearer, Bachutz outside. Built in that is not known to you. Don't think that you will know just because you said it in private and you weren't expecting it to get out there. It might get out there and you'll not even know about it. and a winged creature, Mahir, some quick being, Lahagid, Batikfas, Sachar. He's hoping to get a payoff. He's going to rat and hope to curry favor with the being in power, with a wealthy individual who may want to take retribution. Be careful. There are plenty of people that are sold out, as they say. Yagid Dovar will say over the matter, Therefore, don't hide anything, anything from the king. It could be a source of damage if he is no, it is made known to him the slight that you said against his glory, his glorious honor. So be careful. Let's see the Ibn Ezra. Gam, the Madoacha, also in your thoughts, your inner thoughts. Afal Shamelech, Na'ar. Even though the, the king is a lad, in the most pejorative sense of the word, Hishamelech, be mindful, 
Guard yourself. Do not curse, bring a curse upon him. Even in your thoughts. In your heart and your thoughts. You think, only you know what you're thinking. Even in a hidden place, do not curse the rich one. If the king hears about it, he will strike you with his force. And the wealthy one with his wealth will also come to crush. So don't rely on, it'll never get back to them. This is a parable. The bird of the heavens. Just as the bird hears everything. The winged creature is the bird of the heavens. Like we saw in the Matsudos, this is a repetition of the same idea that it's not necessarily going to stay hidden. It can make its way back to those that could seek retribution. Let's see the Talumas Chachma. Gam b'madoacha melech da'hainu kadosh baruch Like we saw in Rashi, this is the Holy One, blessed be He. Do not, in your inner thoughts, God forbid, curse God. Al-Tikalel, do not curse. Bishvil madoacha shuhu sechacha shumashulach. Al-Tikalel liyaches lo ovel do not curse, meaning do not relate to God as though he's committed an injustice or is lacking in a full knowledge or providence, God forbid. Meaning it can be easy to feel something is wrong and then impugn something negative to God that is an error. God is fully aware, omnipotent, omniscient, and there's divine providence. So do not think and relate to God in any other manner. And in the rooms of where you lie down, do not curse the wealthy. For the primary guarding of the Torah and the command, the fulfillment of the Torah, that depends on listening to the wise ones of the generation. And concerning this, King Solomon is telling us, also, in your, the rooms where you lie down, do not curse the wealthy. Like we saw in the Targum. Meaning, the wise ones of your generation. This is really coming from the Medrash. And you are required to heed him. Even on something that seems 
perfectly backwards. On your right, that it is left. Afilu b'seiser al tavar. Even in private, do not transgress, do not violate the directive of the sages. Ki of hashamayim yolich, for the bird of the heavens will send forth. Im tavor al dvar b'seiser. If you violate his words. In a clandestine manner, tis parasim, it will be revealed begolui, openly. Tis baze le'inko hasham le'dvar. And it will be a source of embarrassment before all those who listen to his words. <laughs>